that don't impress me much. Um, <laughs> I've got no idea why why that why that happened. Um, but there we go. <laughs> How you doing, mate? You're right. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am a little bit perplexed as to what the hell just came out of my mouth, but uh, not for the first time. Um, yeah, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. <laughs> That's Oasis, mate. Not Shania Twain. Come on, get. I, I thought you were the musician. Lol. Um, <laughs> Very good. Thanks. Yeah, man. Um, episode seven. Um, oh. Shall we? Shall we welcome? Shall we welcome? Um, hello, dear listener. Welcome to episode <laughs> seven of Commusician Pod. Um, what's What's Commusician Pod all about, Sam? Well, apparently we're seven episodes in and we've lost our minds. So who knows anymore? But um, <laughs> I'll go with the intro that we used to do, and that is: it's all about one comedian. That's you. Yes. Uh, one musician. That's myself, Sam. Mm. And uh, we are discussing everything in the world of comedy and music. That we are, and I think I kind of mixed it up a little bit because now I feel like our mantra has changed somewhat. So I feel like this is, uh, well, here I am telling you, Sam, um, and dear listener, uh, but I feel like this is kind of us exploring the other one's worlds, isn't it? So I am frequently learning uh, lots and lots about um, things, and and you are too, and, and today, of course, is no different. Yeah, today is another day where I learned some more stuff about comedy. Um, so last week, uh, you may remember that we were speaking about kind of my introduction into comedy. And this week, we're talking all about the compare. We are, yeah. Which, I mean, again, we've kind of on the fly worked out what the episode is as we've been doing it, really. And um, don't, don't, dear listener, think that we don't do any preparation in advance of recording, because we do. Um, but that's now certainly three if not four of the episodes that we've done where mid episode we've suddenly thought oh uh, well actually we'll do this um so we've <laughs> we've got a pretty good hit rate in terms of planning and therefore changing the plan but um but yeah so this this is a really interesting one i think and i guess broadly speaking over however many episodes we do on this line um we're kind of coming up with a a comedy night aren't we for want of a better phrase we are yeah so I think I think it's going to be probably about March 2020 if the world's back open again. Um, we are going <laughs> the world's to be back doing... open again. I've not heard that. Nice. <laughs> uh, we are going to be doing a comment, uh, well, an, an, a podcast live evening. So we'll record it and we'll put it on the pod as well. Uh, yeah. Where I will be doing my first ever comedy set, mm. and Fitz will be doing his first ever musical gig. So it's it's going to be it's going to be good. It is going to be good, mate. It is going to be good. And um, I I have a guitar here uh, where I'm staying in isolation or in lockdown. Um, however, I didn't realise until I went to get it out the other day, uh, it is not a man's guitar. So um, I will be <laughs> I will be learning the ropes on, would it be like, is it a half guitar or a, a guitarling? What would you call it? A junior guitar? Yeah, why not? We'll go with that. I get it's. Uh, <laughs> I love guitar ling though. I think we might have to. You've just coined a new line of guitars there. Nice. So um, yeah, I'm I'm learning on a guitar ling. Um, well, I say I'm learning. I literally haven't started. I I've, I found it and went. Oh, that's a bit small. And then um, May, Maisie started crying. So um, yeah, uh, I'll let you fill in. I I can I can over the airwaves. I can feel your brain working at, towards a joke. Oh, that's a bit small. Oh, lol. Um, but I'm gonna nip <laughs> nip that in the bud um and yeah so I, i'm yet to practice but you're quite right you know that's that's the name of the game ultimately and i'm i'm very much looking forward to those lessons and those kind of discovery sessions 
Mm, yeah, me too. And um, I don't, you know, my brain's not that small. I'd never pull a, a, a small joke like that on you. <laughs> Well, we'll see, mate. We'll see. We'll see what happens when you're on stage, how I introduce um, you. Yeah, but there was there was one thing that came up in this episode, and about halfway through, I, I paused our recording. Um, for the, the only reason I can say is that um, you, you may hear a, a, a certain phrase be said uh, quite a bit. <laughs> At the beginning of this pod, um, and I thought I'd just let let the listeners in in on in on it. The phrase isn't uh, so, that's a bit small. Don't worry, it's, it's, um, it's not. <laughs> it wasn't that it kind is, of record. Um, the phrase is. Does that make sense? And I don't know whether Fitz at the you know the the first twenty minutes of this pod was you know thought that he was talking to a, a small child or, or, or maybe Maisie um but I you know it, what I what I can say is that everything you said uh, it did make sense. Um, but about halfway through, I was just like, right, that's it. I've had enough. And I paused it and I was just like, if you say, does that make sense one more time? (laughs) (laughs) I will never pod again. Uh, so he probably did say it in the latter part of the pod. Um, but just, just know that it it does get lesser as time goes on. Yeah. And we are aware of it. It's not like a a kind of tick that we just don't recognize as happening. I guess, I guess it's because we're not face to face, you know, we're not in our, our natural environment um you know we aren't able to see each other in the same way i guess and and yeah so i i kind of feel like it's important that that it makes sense but equally it's not that important that i need to ask you every two minutes so <laughs> you're exactly right and it's it i don't know if anybody cottoned on the first few episodes i kept saying absolutely mm. um so we've we've all got our problems um and we're all just trying to work through them <laughs> but if, if you're still here then you know the hope is that broadly speaking you like us a little bit so um that's great we like you too thanks ever so much um <laughs> and actually on the on the subject of previous episodes uh we had a message through from um a chap called tom taylor who is one of the lovely cut capers band that we have mentioned uh, on a few uh, podcasts now and um, and tom got in touch to say that a he really liked the pod which was lovely thank you so much that means the world um but b i have I've basically made myself yet again uh, out to be an absolute idiot and buffoon when it comes to music. So we were talking um, in in our Inspirations episode, I think it was part two, we were talking about Bleeding Gums Murphy. Um, yes, we were. And and I sang a song uh, from The Simpsons. I say I sang, I warbled through some words that were much better when they were on The Simpsons. Um, and he was like, didn't Michael Jackson sing that uh, and all of a sudden I, I felt like an absolute fool and I was like, of course he did. So thank you to Tom for the shout out. Um, if Michael Jackson or Bleeding Gums Murphy are listening, um, God rest your souls, then uh, you know I can only apologise for confusing you. But but yeah, I, I hadn't, I hadn't realised that. So thank you for... Um, uh, thank you all our listeners for um, not being shy to let me know I've made a mistake. That's what it's all about. Well, I think that's that's one of the one of the good things to come from this pod is if we do make a mistake and we're gonna because you know some things get said in hearsay and you just believe them like you would a newspaper. Um, if if we have got something wrong, then do just just let us know. Uh, just give us an email, uh, commusicianpod at gmail dot com, and how, we will we will apologise. Of course. How, how many members of hearsay can you name? By the way, the band. Not not one of them. Not one. No. S- S Club's a different suit, but nice. hearsay. Uh, no, Noel, Noel was hearsay. Um, what was the? Was it? Uh, it might not have been Danny. I'm pretty sure in hearsay there was the the. Is it Kim? 
she went on to um she's now on coronation street oh curse my stupid brain um but yeah good not well ex- excellent just taught you comedy in the episode coming up and i've just taught you music mate Boom, mic drop. <laughs> for, the, for those um, those listeners that are tuning in in their first episode, this is an awful lot of waffle. Um, go back and do some of the more professional episodes first and then you'll get to you know, <laughs> how messed up we really are. We're, we're endearing. I'm sure that's, yeah. uh, that's the term. So even if you know everything there is to know about compares, I think this episode will be of interest to you just because it's it's a fun conversation. Does does that make sense? <laughs> Very nice. I must admit, I was I was trying desperately to claw some sort of. Even if you've listened to other episodes, it won't compare to this one. Um, but then <laughs> then no. I was a little bit sick in my mouth and I stopped. But um, but yeah. So we, the the kind of premise, I guess, is um, we we were thinking about what makes a great comedy night, and at some point over various episodes, we're go- we're going to discuss the various roles. Um, during the night and so it makes sense to start with uh, one that I know I guess the most about which is kind of being a compare uh, you you will learn hopefully some stuff um, I know that I know that you you and I found it really interesting to do so yeah stick around for the end of the episode as ever um, but otherwise enjoy enjoy <laughs> So let's um so let's let's talk compare because the compare is a really really interesting uh, role and a very important role on on any comedy night. So for example, there's there's a there's a, an important distinction here between two different worlds. So how many how many gigs have you been, how many comedy gigs have you been to? Do you reckon, like off the top of your head? Probably about ten, I think. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, um, so it's fair to say perhaps that um you you are familiar with there is a difference between watching comedy at a show as to watching comedy from the tv yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, 100 so this is this is a really interesting point because surprisingly quite a lot of people have never been to a comedy night so my role usually certainly for the events that i run my role would be that of the compare so the compare's job is is crucial because you're there to kind of set up the evening, if you like. So you, we talked a little bit last week about being an audience's mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for a compare, audience's mate is is exactly what you want. You want to be welcoming them as if they're your friends into your show and put them at ease. Make sure they're relaxed and that they know exactly what's going to happen and that they're going to have a really good evening. Does Does that make sense? It does, yeah, and I think it's also part, you know, from from just going to watch them that you know a compare will always come back like in between sets, and they'll remember things, they'll remember names, they'll remember people, and it's 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 the the things like that I think that make a good compare from what I've seen. Yeah, hundred percent, couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, so you know it's there there are little tricks that I learned along the way, and there's a gentleman called Stephen Grant who is um, a regular. He owns or is involved with Comedia, the club in Bath and in Brighton, and and he's a regular compare on a uh, at the Comedy Store, I should say. Now we've mentioned the Comedy Store, and as you know, for a new comic whose job is to try and kind of work up the the ranks, as it were. Um, yeah. You know, the comedy store is, is a dream, an absolute dream. And so he, he has got such a good relationship and is such a good compare that he he works there. You know, he compares on those nights. So Stephen Grant is someone who, who I've learned an awful lot from um, through through watching compare as much as anything else, as well as kind of 
speaking to him and learning things along the way but but the most important thing that he ever taught me as a compare was to to just relax the audience that's your job so people who've never been there before they might not be aware of the etiquette of when to laugh it sounds really silly but but it's true you know if you're if you're nervous or at ease or uncomfortable as a compare and guess what the audience are going to be nervous and uncomfortable as well see what i mean yeah and then it takes the first act to have to have to kind of calm them down money bang on the money i should say yes <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> money <laughs> i was gonna say nail on the head um but yeah so you're bang on because that's that's exactly right um the the compare's job essentially is to of course try and be funny that's really important um the the general ways of doing that are to perhaps have a joke in mind so some compares will start with a joke just to put the audience's mind at rest and say hey look you're in good hands here there's nothing to worry about you're in for a good night i know how to make you laugh so trust me these these acts are going to be brilliant as well yeah 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 uh so so the compares are really really important one now in the circuit or on the circuit i should say there are a load of great compares out there and quite a lot of them will work at places that i've just mentioned you know the the big clubs so <clears throat> you can almost you can almost have like a bit of a north south divide because there are a lot of com- comics who will work more or less all the time up north and only come down south occasionally and vice versa yeah so and is that is that because uh, a compare will often be the booker like yourself or that's that's a really good question um so not always so some some promoters will book some promoters will do it themselves um partly to save money partly because they enjoy it um and you know the hope is that you would be clever enough about it that you wouldn't have pride before a fall and what i mean by that is you wouldn't be so um not i suppose arrogant is the word so for example if you weren't a great compare but you insisted on booking yourself as the host every time but you weren't that great then people ultimately would find out and they would realize that that was the case do you see what i mean i do yeah yeah that, that makes sense so i'm as i've said before you know i'm 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 a decent compare, I've been told, and I'm I'm proud of of the work that I do. But but there are some absolutely phenomenal um, kind of compares out there. And so <clears throat> before we get on to perhaps the the famous ones that the comedy um, industry, not novices, but you know people who are not familiar with the circuit, for example, which which you've admitted your, yourself. Before we get on to the kind of pros that you will have heard of, TV names, um, I, I think there's certainly a few acts that we can definitely give a shout out to from from the circuit. So, you know, off the top of my head, I mentioned the North-South divide, but up in, uh, you know, Manchester and, and Liverpool, for example, have you heard of Hot Water Comedy Club? Uh, I think I think I've seen them on Facebook. Yeah, they put out some they put out some videos every so often, don't they? I think all the time, mate. Yeah. So yeah. So Hot Water Hot Water Comedy Club is a purpose built club in Liverpool, and yeah, they've they've taken the world by storm and kind of changed the comedy game massively. And that's not really an exaggeration to say. But um, what they've done is they as well as recording your shows and putting them online and having very cleverly Hot Water Comedy Club behind, which is great. Um, they also have but basically three or four rooms within the venue. 
So as a comedian, nice. yeah, it's amazing. As a comedian, you could very, very feasibly be working in any one of those rooms on the night and you could potentially do three, four gigs on one night. So there, there's an industry term of doubling up. So, you know, if you get to double up, brilliant, you get to do two gigs in one night, whereas normally you might only get to do one. Imagine being able to triple or quadruple up and not have to move. You know, you'd get obviously a lot of money for something that you love doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Well, it does perfectly because uh, uh, I've mentioned before a couple of years ago, the band or maybe even last year, I can't remember when, uh, we went to Dublin and we did a blues festival there and we, we opened up the show uh, about eight o'clock in the evening that we opened up the blues festival and then in the evening or like later on pretty much i think it's about three o'clock in the morning we went on stage at the after party so we did the two gigs that same oh, night wicked. And yeah yeah that was yeah that was because by the time that we got to three o'clock in the morning we were not sober um, <laughs> luckily neither were the audience so it really <laughs> didn't matter too much and it was so much fun yeah of course um, so yeah i can totally relate to that being able to have um two gigs in one venue or one place all your gears already set up you're good to go it's just it's the best feeling and like the audience already bought into you as well you know in that con in in that place because you know they those that stuck with it were there at the start anyway i love how you went a little bit northern there those who stuck with it i did didn't i you did (laughs) Um, not intentional (laughs) (laughs) i realized i realized by the way when i listen back to some of the pods that every so often uh, a little phrase will get missaid by one or one or both of us and uh i'm i'm making a conscious effort to try and call one of us whoever does it i'm going to try and call us out um if it happens so sars um (laughs) but what can i say lad it's stuck in my mind Love it. <laughs> stuck in me mind. Stuck in my mind. Um, yeah. So, so um, like hot water, for example, as I mentioned, is is a brilliant club. But one of the things, or one of the people that has benefited perhaps mostly from that, and someone who we have to mention if we're talking compares, is uh, a chap called Paul Smith. So Paul Smith is the the ginger lad, Scouser, couldn't be more Scouser, who you've probably seen videos of. Is that fair? Uh, quite possibly. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't cool. know. I'm, I'm uh, going to find you. And, and the beauty of what Paul Smith has done, actually, is because he does quite a lot of crowd work. So Paul Smith, interestingly, has probably got more videos or more hours of stand-up slash comedy content online than any other comic in the world and the reason for that is because he will compare so all these all these shows at hot water are recorded and they're recorded from different angles and they're recorded professionally yeah but if he's doing um let's say let's say he does two shows a night probably there will be somewhere he does more but let's say he does two shows a night um he will have roughly 10 minutes um before each section so let's say it's a three act he'll be doing half an hour of recorded mainly crowd work twice Mm -hmm. so he's doing an hour um roughly speaking he's potentially doing an hour's worth of new material not even material it's just crowd work banter every night and putting that on um online does that make sense Yep. And what he's done by doing that is A, he's got a phenomenal reputation as being a great comic and he's become really well known. And I'm I'm pretty sure when I show you um a, a clip you'll you'll be like, Oh yeah, cool, I recognise that guy. Um, but he's also been able to sell out um like the Liverpool Echo Arena, um, for like thousands of seats based on the fact that he's 
a brilliant kind of MC and and therefore certainly someone that would would definitely need to be mentioned in in the conversation and he's just got a real a real way of him of he's the definition for me of audiences mate so his in fact his um I think his his solo show was called I am eight um and yeah he's he's brilliant and certainly someone who like I say I think would would host the evening really well he obviously knows what he's doing as a compare but also when it comes to chatting to the audience he's brilliant he'll find find humor out of anything that's cool uh that's i i you know if 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 i knew him i would be very excited by that but i'm very excited um (laughs) (laughs) i'm very excited to go out and kind of find out who he is uh yeah he's so paul what was his name paul paul smith yeah so paul paul smith. paul smith is someone that's got got to be mentioned because he's um he's just done it to a point that he has a he's a brilliant brilliant compare uh, and a great comedian as well but he he's a definition of someone who i feel like he probably just doesn't do any prep at all he just goes on yep. and just has a chat you know he's he he asks someone where they're from there's a, a, a cliche in the comedy world of um the compare will always be like what's your name where you're from kind of thing which is is true because it's it's how you can or or what do you do you know what do, what do you do is a is a massive thing so as a as a compare you'll have watched me speak to people in the audience and say oh what what do you do mate and quite often that's because it gives you something or most of the time it's because it gives you something to to talk about with them yeah it's a, it's a nice link as well and you can always find you can always find something uh in any profession can't you that that's funny and if you have like a kind of if you have a handful that like you already have a joke ready for i guess that makes it a little bit easier very very astute of you mate yeah and i tell you what i'm ge- i'm getting good at this i'm 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 ready to be a comedian <laughs> one, one lesson in and one, i've got this down one lesson in um but but you're right you know having that kind of almost like rolodex in your head of um of jobs and jokes associated with that is a really good idea now i i will confess to you that i've thought about doing that and i've been comparing certainly for seven years and i've never got beyond you know a couple of a couple of them just because i move on to something else and forget but the acts that are you know the acts that are phenomenally successful and the compares that are successful that ask that question, they will probably have a similar thing. And when you're doing it all the time, you know, it's it's something that will just just come to you. So it's yeah, it's it's a it's a definite skill comparing and being able to have a funny thing to say as a response to a question that you ask, almost like a loaded question, um, is a really, really good way of of getting yourself out of trouble. So what I mean by getting yourself out of trouble, and and I know for a fact that you'll have seen this when uh, when when you've watched me compare, is sometimes you will be talking to someone and you will go down what I and the industry lovingly describe as a comedy cul-de-sac. Um, so <laughs> you'll start talking to someone who is the driest piece of toast that you could possibly have imagined, and and therefore it, it can be really difficult to to get out of that situation and if you bring on an act to to that it's it's just massively frowned upon it really is and and it's not an acceptable thing to do because your job as the compare is purely and simply to um 
to to get the night going and to to make sure that there's a good atmosphere so that when the act comes on their job is easy because they then have a lovely room in which to do their things that makes sense yeah it does yeah yeah we've we've had a few festivals um that we've gone to and there's been uh like a compare there introducing each band and having a bit of a laugh in between each one yeah yeah um and we've had we've had a few that kind of remain on stage for the entire time that the bands are like swapping over right yeah which to me has <clears throat> never made sense because especially when you've got a festival of i don't know six stages for example that they're talking to nobody um because as soon as a band finishes on the main stage people go they'll grab a drink they'll go and see what bands are doing on the smaller stages so it just seems like a bit of a lost art and what do you reckon yeah that's that's a that's an interesting situation you're right because being at a festival you know festivals by them by themselves are quite a fluid kind of thing so you've got to accept that people will be coming and going while you're there and and in that respect again I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a Billy Big Balls here, but you might remember that I, I once had the pretty big deal of hosting the uh, Tiverton Music and Balloon Festival. Um, never forget my roots, and and ironically, never rose up above that level really. But never mind. Um, but uh, sorry, that that really fell a bit flat, didn't it? I thought that that would inflate you, but never mind. No. Balloon puns do not work with you, my friend. Good. <laughs> Very good. Then, uh, yeah, that was the band. I'm just going to shout them out again because I really enjoyed them. That was when you found the Cut Capers, wasn't it? It was when I found the Cut Capers, man. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, you've 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 got me, you've got me thinking that I wish I was, I wish it was sunny and I wish it was festival season, but never mind. That's that's where we are. Some things, some good things do come out of balloon festivals. Eh? Absolutely, they do. Yeah. <laughs> The whole notion of a, a festival kind of compare, uh, you know, MC. Do you know what MC stands for, by the way? Uh, no, I don't. Um, but every time you say it in terms of comedy, I'm thinking, I, I don't think I've seen that many rappers at comedy gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, well, we'll come on to that. Um, but there's no master of ceremonies is technically what MC stands for. Um so even in the even in the musical sense as far as i'm aware yes um wow but i might be wrong you know spoiler alert that has happened before and and probably <laughs> will happen again um we all know that your music knowledge isn't <laughs> isn't great yes as far as deep purple and Jimi hendrix goes, i think that's anyway. i think that's fair to say yeah um <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me um but but yeah so the the festival style of entertainment really is is such that you've got to be fluid with it so people will be coming people will be going and and your job as the mc master of ceremonies to compare is essentially just to to be the host you know so if you see people you have a little chat with them uh, where are you from is easier at a festival in many ways because you might have some people i mean at the tiverton bloom festival i had people traveling from as far away as tiverton um to be there and you know it's uh, <laughs> just what you want um but but yeah so it is it is a good it's a good experience as an act it was a great thing to kind of do but but there isn't anything like being in a comedy club and you know that that is an art form all of itself yeah it's and you know i've I've seen it myself i've seen you do it where you kind of you know you, you almost you grab one person let's call him kyle um at the beginning of the night and then you'll still be talking to him and about him at the end of the night yeah um and, i mean disclaimer 
Kyle was never grabbed. I did not have sexual relations with that man. Um, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. And and I think that that's you know it's it's not a trick. It's it, it's it's part of the skill. And and for me, I love I, I genuinely love having conversations with people. And so one of the great things about being a compare, let's use Kyle as an example. You know, I might have been having a chat with Kyle and discovered that Kyle has got three kids yeah if i then um, speak to someone else later on and they're a teacher and guess what they teach at the same school as kyle's kids brilliant i've discovered something incredible you know and and obviously there'll be a laugh we can say about parents all sorts of stuff that you can you can just chat shit about yeah and if they're from Tiverton, Kyle's kids are <laughs> probably the teacher as well. Very nice. Very nice. So um, for those of you unfamiliar with Tiverton's uh, reputation, um, my sister is your brother. <laughs> your father is your mother. You all shag one another, the Tiverton family. Um <laughs> No offence to any of our Tivertonian listeners. Uh, we love you. That was amazing. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, joy, oh joy. So anyway, I'm not um, I'm not going to be booked likely for Tiverton Balloon Music Festival <laughs> anymore, but never mind. We've given it a go. <laughs> so if anyone does have any bookings for July next year, I am your man. Great with kids. Great with families. Um <laughs> they'll be they're not just there to kind of talk to the audience but they're there like you said at the start to instruct the audience um in terms of you know there's a bit that i always remember when you're about to finish and we're about to go on a break you'll you'll just like say to the audience right go and get yourself a drink have your wheeze have your poos and it's it's just a funny link that just kind of keeps them smiling in between that that break because they're just like you know they'll they'll be thinking of that whilst they're having their wheeze and their poos. I think uh, I think the bit that you're referring to is go to the bar, get some booze, have your wheeze, have your poos. Um, yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, you know it's it is very much that. You know your your job is to to be the the be the host and to to welcome them as if they're your friends and as if they're they're in for a treat. And you know if the compare does their job right then they set up the atmosphere in a really good way so it it makes it easier for the opening act so we'll we'll obviously discuss the opening act um in in future podcasts but but the 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 opening act has a really important job because they need to basically kind of get the night going in terms of getting laughs getting getting the audience loosened up and so in terms of difficulty of slot you know the opening act is probably the toughest slot of the night because your the pressure is on you because if the compare let's say the compare hasn't had a great time then people who are unsure who've got reservations if they're not feeling comfortable people in the audience won't laugh yeah yeah that makes sense so it's it's very very important that the compare does their part to make sure that people know it's okay to laugh and it, it sounds stupid but honestly I've I, I mentioned this kind of to you before but every time I do a gig every time or most times I will say unless it's at one of my regular venues I'll say give us a cheer or 
has anyone here not been to comedy before? Because it's a fair question. And almost every time someone will say, yeah, I've never, never been to a night. And, and the difference between a night that you watch on Live at the Apollo and the difference between a night that you go to a pub or a club or whatever is it's astronomical you know i i mentioned the example there of kyle kyle's got three kids who his their teachers in the audience you've got a world of things there that could happen that are in many ways going to be down to the compare and how the compare um hosts proceedings and and there are some brilliant brilliant examples of of comics out there on the circuit who are who are just phenomenal at doing it and like i say there there is a bit of a north south divide but only only geographically you know the the uk comedy circuit is honestly it's rich with amazing um compares so to to go through some that i think are, are great if that's all right before we get on to perhaps ones that you you will have heard of um yeah yeah so there's there are rewards there are awards within the circuit um which is 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 an amazing thing and there are some really really good acts that have been awarded and and like i guess honored for want of a better phrase by not honored but recognized you know so mm-hmm. paul smith is is a great example of one who he's not really a circuit comet because by his own admission, all he wants to do is gig in Liverpool. He doesn't want to travel. He just wants to be able to go and do a gig two, three gigs a night, go home to his house. That's a 10 minute walk away. You know, that's, that's all he wants. And he is in an incredibly lucky and unusual position to be able to do that. Um, but for the vast majority of, of people acts circuit comics, you know, to be a circuit comic, you've got to work the circuit. And so whether that is <clears throat> primarily up north, as a lot of people do, you know, off the top of my head, there's people like Mick Ferry, who is, um, you might have recognised him from, he's been on um, some stuff on TV, but Mick's incredible. Dan Nightingale is a very, very, a very good compay. Have you listened to Have a Word podcast, by the way? No. You tell me to do this every week, yeah. and I still have. And I, I honestly, I thoroughly recommend it, just because a they talk absolute nonsense, um, and it is hilarious. It's you'll you'll quickly know whether you like it or not. Um, it's not for everyone, and what I mean by that is they are not afraid to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, so right. you you wouldn't play it on the home pod at a family gathering. Let's just throw it that way. Um, yeah, uh, it's not suitable for work, but it is very good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there are people who can hold the room and not you don't even need to be able to command respect really but all you need to be able to do is is just make people relax make people realize they're gonna have a good time remind them of the rules you know have your wheeze have your poos phones off all, all that kind of stuff and yeah yeah it's it's a very 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 important role within the comedy club that is is often overlooked what about uh comedians down here who are compares like the southwest you've, you've spoken about the northern now i i can't remember the last time i went up north i think it was to see uh will smith in blackpool oh, um, you are a baller my friend you are a baller. i know i wonder what so, <laughs> i wonder what will smith made of uh, vegas of the north um <laughs> that would have been interesting i'd love to have seen that yeah um but what about what about comedians down here um so, I mean, I guess they are the ones that I will know much better than 
than up north you know and the way the internet is and 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 facebook and things i'm i'm aware of the reputation of lots of northern comics so the ones i've mentioned there are are great but actually realistically there's there's probably loads that i've missed as well in fact i know there are but um down here in the south i am incredibly proud of the the circuit that we've got and there are some phenomenal kind of compares based down in the southwest who either primarily work down here or go to london or whatever and and are able to to earn a living down here because of the the burgeoning circuit that we've got so off the top of my head people to to kind of mention um i've spoken about laura lex before um she's um she's over in brighton but laura is is an absolutely brilliant mc you know she never seems phased i've seen her compare a few times and the way that you are really the type of person that you are i think can frame who you are as a as a compare certainly and and she's obviously clearly just a really lovely person but also like razor sharp witty so she will be speaking to people she'll make them feel really at ease but if someone does say something and she gets heckled then straight away she she's able to put them down in a friendly way that means that clearly shows look piss off i know what i'm doing here um but <laughs> but equally kind of in a friendly enough way that no one thinks oh god she that was horrible you know um one of the important lessons i guess i was taught about um heckle put downs and this is an important lesson for you so if if you get heckled with say a level three heckle so say someone says oh nice glasses mate yeah um if you if you then if you then respond with anything higher than a level three, so if you respond with, mate, you look like you've been hit by a bus in your face, and they've reversed back and carried on going because the job they did wasn't good enough, you absolute prick. Um, if you if you did that, <laughs> then you would quite rightly look a bit harsh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because he might have just been saying. Oh, I like your glasses, and you've completely <laughs> destroyed him. Ah, <laughs> oh, if that happened, that would be wonderful. But yeah, um, so not going too hard is is a, it, or, or not going overly hard is is a really important skill. But but yeah, so so Laura Lex is a f- phenomenal compare. Um, Stephen Grant as well. I mentioned, you know, he taught me loads of things about comparing and and ultimately you know he he compares at the comedy store which is like i mentioned for a comedian that is the mount everest you know if you get to do something like that and you get to work there regularly you know incredible incredible um so focusing perhaps a little bit more on the southwest then i i, I couldn't I couldn't carry on without mentioning someone called Mark Olver. So Mark Olver is someone who he's based in Bristol. He's someone who, again, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, will be able to have a chat to um, sometime here on the pod, because as well as being a brilliant, brilliant club comic. um, So, you know, he will. uh, Have you been to Comedia in Bath? You might have been there for no i haven't cool so so comedia is like a lovely like massive room old cinema massive uh, incredible um when i first got into comedy mark over um for comic relief he came and did like a, a free workshop basically he didn't get paid for it it was all for charity he did a workshop um to help people get into comedy and so i did i did a, a little gig with him there which is how we met and 
and since then you know we've become we, we were certainly kind of working together quite a lot which was amazing but he does lots of tv warm-up and things like that as well so so mark over you, you've probably seen like deal or no deal and stuff like that yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously game shows <laughs> you've probably seen tv yeah um <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Do you, ever, do you ever find sometimes you say something and you're like, "You're an absolute idiot, Fitz." Of course, he's seen TV. Um, I, I do, mm. and and normally it's at the point you're responding to me that I go, oh, he's, "Like he's just gone. He's like he's gone off on one. Why did I ask that? What an idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so, uh, but he's he's someone who I I watch when they're comparing and even even if they're on stage and they're just someone who clearly is supposed to be on stage you know they i compared a gig once that he did in bath and and i i'm always nervous when there's i guess bigger fish comedian wise watching and um on this occasion it had gone all right and and he came out and he just started talking to this guy who i hadn't even really noticed who it turns out had like all these weird tattoos and he just had the best conversation with him pretty sure he had like a shark tattooed that's right i think he had a shark tattoo on his on his gentleman's agreement and um and the way that his cock and um, so for, for for those of you listening you won't have seen sam's pained expression on his face over facetime there but yeah he was very confused well, it's, it's more the thought it's more the thought of how the fuck did mark find that out <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> this guy just sat there with his cock out how did, how did he find it out how did he find out which way the shark was facing was the other question um <laughs> so but but it really made me realise how much of a skill it is, and and it was questioning, you know, it was asking questions, but in a cheeky kind of way, but also in a way that made it funny. Um, so so yeah, Mark Mark Olver's got to be up there. Uh, a few a few honourable mentions as well, just because I don't want to. I'm very conscious. Again, this is going to be one of those episodes where I'm just chatting at you for ages. So sorry in advance, but. Sorry, I don't like talking. Um, <laughs> so before before I go on to honourable mentions, so gigs that you've been to, tell me a little bit about your, um, I guess, your thoughts on the compare. So I, I, I hate to do this, but I don't remember any names. Uh, that, no, mate, that's um, absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. One thing, one thing I liked. So I went to I went to the Corn Exchange to see a set, and the way that the compare explained this gig is that these five people were going around the country doing a gig. So it's the same five people every night going around the country. And I thought that was a really cool premise. It's almost like a couple of bands going out on the road together. Um, and and what, where we were kind of in the tour was towards the end of it. Um, and what that, what that meant for us is that we were able to like the compare, he kind of, he had really good rapport with the comedians that were on um he you know he was he was very well versed in 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 kind of the 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 front of the show and and talking to the audience um it it was it was brilliant absolutely brilliant and i i think um for the compare for me my biggest takeaway from that is he needs to know the comedians on quite a personal level to be able to get the best out of them right yeah yeah do, do you think that's right um I do, yeah i do i do to an extent i think there's 
I suppose I, I suppose that would be the perfect scenario where if you if you regularly compare for the same people, then of course you have the comfort levels and the confidence to be able to say something a bit different. So if you're hosting a night and you've never met any of the acts, um, you know, Jared Christmas, I mentioned phenomenal comic um, from New Zealand, but he he was the compare on the night I did the gong show and he was there introducing probably 15 to 20 different acts. And of course, you've never you never heard of most of them, if any of them. So you've got to have a, a certain skill to be able to do that. Your next act is this is their name in that situation. But if you have seen someone, then, of course, you can go in with a little bit more kind of personal detail, which which definitely works and makes it um, makes it feel better and, and seem better. Yeah. For example. Yeah, it just. Sorry. It just it just felt like it really brought the evening together mm. and kind of you're what you're watching almost like you're watching more of a performance than you are individual people going up on stage. Yeah, yeah. What a lovely um was, what a lovely observation. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um It was yeah, it was a really nice night. For for example, if if you are travelling five of you in a car, four of you in a car, and one of you was pulled over outside McDonald's at three o'clock that morning puking their guts up with food poisoning, you know, obviously (laughs) it's something you've got to take the piss out of them for, of course. Um and it's yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's a really nice observation. Um I mean actually interestingly, the the compare is quite often backward handedly complimented <laughs> terrible uh, use of english there but um a fairly common backhanded compliment for compares i should say um is oh mate that was that was really good have you ever thought about giving comedy a go because they don't <laughs> audiences don't really see you as a comedian if that makes sense yeah it does yeah it's um <laughs> you're actually really right when you come to think of it you know my first couple of comedy gigs i'm just like Oh, you know this guy must work here he's doing a sterling job like you almost you kind of go to say you, you know your gig at the firehouse if i didn't know you yeah perhaps if it was my first ever comedy set perhaps my thought might be oh this guy's pretty funny like for the landlord like i'm i'm impressed yeah i think if you are a, a compare weirdly if if you do a you do a good job as a compare if you kind of don't get noticed if that makes sense so you effectively people they laugh at you and but they don't they almost don't notice that you're there your job isn't to outshine any of the acts in fact if you do absolutely brilliantly and then it, it, you make it really difficult for the acts then you haven't done a very good job whereas if you kind of plod along you're funny but people can still come along and there's a good atmosphere then you've done a really good job yeah that's nice that's a nice way to put it um and i think uh, i think uh, you know the more the more that time goes on now i think i will look to kind of learn more about comparing because perhaps it might i don't do you can you get into comedy can you get into comparing straight away or do you have to go through like do you have to be the comedian or do you, do you have to do both? What's... Very, yeah, very nice um, point because there are a lot of acts who don't like comparing at all. Um, so there's a guy, there's a guy called Roger Swift, for example, who's based up in the Midlands and he is, he's a brilliant prop one-liner comic, like really, really funny. You like Tim Vine, you love Roger Swift. Um, but he quite often people will post on forums saying, oh, I'm looking for a gig. He will say, we'll do anything but MC. And it's 
it's just not in his wheelhouse. It's not something that he enjoys doing and wants to do, and therefore he's not going to kind of apply for those spots. Um, can you do it without comedy experience? Um, I mean, <laughs> you can because people do, but should you? <laughs> no. Um, so it, it's important to have a, a grasp of kind of how comedy works and how the industry works before you before you do it. But equally, when I first started comparing, you know, I did it because I I did it because I wanted to get practice and get more stage time. So I I basically found a venue and said, can we put on a comedy night here? I'll do I'll do everything. Can we just have it here? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And so from that moment on, I was like, cool, I love this stage time. I just want to do it more and more. And so you can, you can certainly do it, but to get to get booked as a compare is is a tough thing because you've got a you've got to have a reputation of being a solid host for for proceedings. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I guess you know if you're if you are a good compare though, it will take you on to other things like hosting business events and stuff like that. They'll kind of get you corporates, in corporates, and- mate. Corporates, they are where the money is at. <laughs> yeah if you if you yeah I bet yeah if you if you sell your soul for a corporate um it will be in many cases bloody horrendous but you can earn <laughs> yeah you can earn loads of money from it it's great cool well so is there any other southern comedians that you'd like to mention before we move on to who you think would be the best a-list compared? yeah I, um again i feel terrible because i know that there's loads and loads that i've neglected to mention and and i can only apologize for that but um people that i have to mention there's a um a comedian called sally ann hayward who's based in in bristol she's brilliant she's just so so funny so kind of cutting when she needs to be but she regularly whenever i used to go to comedia on like a saturday night full of hens full of stags she would she would you'd kind of wonder whether before before you before i ever met her i'd be like oh blimey that that might be a bit of a hard room but she just absolutely kills it and so she's really really good um she's actually been tour support for sarah millican and um yeah she's she's amazing deservedly um deservedly great um excuse me uh barry dodds is another one who is he's midlands i think but i'm I'm pretty sure if memory serves correct barry dodds has won best compare at the midlands um kind of comedy awards for like the last three years running um yeah he's he's very good and one of the first friends i made in the world of comedy actually um have i ever ever told you about funny business i don't know if i have or not no, I don't think you have. So Funny Business is um, a comedy promoter like myself. Um, he's called Wayne Bees. He's based up in Birmingham. Um, but he he has got some humongous... He's worked with like Ross Noble, um, Joe Lysett, James Acaster, like the big, 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 big names he's, he's worked with. And um he has developed into an absolutely phenomenal mc i've only seen him mc myself once and that was quite a long time ago but he's got a real reputation for being for being brilliant and and again it's all it's all because he he works really hard and kiri pritchard mclean as well you know she's she's someone who it, we're getting into the realms of, of famous now because she has done tv stuff but she is um renowned on the circuit as being a really good 
really good MC, yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess, you know, I don't know, I don't obviously don't know that many kind of Southern comics, but they, mm. you know, I, I, I hope to, I hope to find out more um, as time goes on. And I hope to, you know, the homework that you give me will kind of open the doors into trying to find them out and find a set of theirs. Um, if there are any comedians listening, I would love you to send me your gag reel so I can see them, especially, you know, from a compare's point of view, if you've got some funny things um, that have happened and you've got them on camera, um, do send them through to at commusicianpod or uh, commusicianpod at gmail.com so I can I can take a look and see some of those corkers. Well, when you're um, when you're on the circuit, mate, and we're travelling 10 hours to get to a competition in Eastbourne, um for 12 minutes on stage each we'll have loads of time to talk all about um the great great acts on the circuit don't worry <laughs> well i mean if i'm go- if i'm going there's probably no point you turning up really, ah, so love it. Oh, i love it so confident already so cocky <laughs> oh, can't wait to see you crash and burn um i just my job is to try and make sure you don't crash and burn but that yeah yeah if i do badly it's all on you you know that well um <laughs> as uh i've i've realized as i i was playing a fifa world cup tournament with work and uh they they had teams like brazil argentina and england and i had sweden and uh, i got knocked out very very early and the expression a bad workman blames his tools was kind of <laughs> reminded i was reminded of that and then i i realized sometimes workmen do just have shit tools so it's okay to blame them um <laughs> sometimes drill bits go blunt I mean, exactly, exactly. <laughs> who who would be your compare a-lister obviously not knowing if they've ever done it or not because there is i guess there's not a lot of way of knowing you know you look at mcintyre i wouldn't know if he's compared before i presume he has because of his shows and stuff yeah he's got that very natural hosting ability yeah but who would you go for so mcintyre's mcintyre's a really good starting point for that conversation i think because you think about michael mcintyre's big show or live at the apollo or whatever it might be when when mcintyre does that bit i.e where he's talking in between acts even uh, let's take live at the apollo for example where he will go to the audience and say oh we've got carol vorderman in lovely carol oh and <laughs> um, i don't know why he went northern for a second there but um but that is that kind of comparing and when you're on tv anyway everything everything has to be scripted so anything that mcintyre says or anything that any one of those acts says has been scripted and approved ultimately by the producers see what i mean yeah yeah so as when we go to an a-lister who would be able to do it you know in theory anyone of that ilk so you know anyone who you've heard of so gervais jimmy carr peter k like dawn french anyone anyone who you know of should have that skill set to be able to do it yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i mean they've all they've all hosted they've all been hosts so it's in their bank exacto mundo it's in their bank so so then the question becomes kind of who would a who would do a good job but b who would you kind of want to do it and and (laughs) that makes it a lot a lot trickier so like russell howard is russell howard's probably one of probably one of the most famous acts that i have worked with slash seen work so for example i've I've seen russell howard compare and 
I know that he can do it very, very well in a comedy club or not in a non-TV sense. Yes. Yeah, see right. what I mean? So, yeah. so Russell Howard's Good News, for example, great TV program. Um, but the way that he hosts that, again, is TV. And so it's difficult to um, to necessarily know whether they would be brilliant at it. Yeah, that that does make sense. And is yeah, when when you look at somebody who's on TV, it's hard to know if they're just reading off of a board or if they yes. they are naturally, you know, they've got their subject that they need to talk about, and they're just going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So I would, I would say that if I had to choose, if I had to choose someone to be the host of this, um, you know, this evening that we're we're having then I would probably have to go with... I'd probably have to go with someone like Sarah Millican. And I think I think the reason for that is because she's, she's done incredibly well to obviously get to the level that she's at. Um, but I know for... I know for a fact that when, um, when she was starting out, I, th- I can't remember where I read this, whether it was in a book or um, in an interview that, that she did, but... When she was starting out, she had another job as well. So she found comedy. She realised that she loved doing comedy, but she also had um, to work full time as well. And so she would go into work an hour um, an hour early every single day, and she would she would literally go in to to write so she'd spend time writing and she would gig every night so because she had the desire to to get better i know that we see her on tv but actually i i reckon if we saw her in in a club she was chatting to people in the audience you know she's, she's got that lovely kind of geordie way about her there's yeah. a little bit little bit of naughty going on i i reckon i reckon Milliken would i reckon she should be our first kind of confirmed star-studded lineup um compare i think that's a great shout and i think the way the way you've always spoken about comedy is you can only get better by doing and uh, and she sounds like she's got the experience she's not one of you know i think there are a lot of comedians out there that potentially have been kind of plucked quite early into the world of tv and kind of thrown into like the writing process or, or things like that rather than going around and doing gig after gig after gig if she's gone out every night and done a gig that's insane commitment and if for that fact you know that she'd be able to deal with any hecklers you know that she'd be quite rigid in in how the evening's going to be stru- structured um i i think she is a great shout i think there's probably worryingly loads and loads of well not worryingly but there's, there's so many people that that could be could be there but i just think that she's someone who i'd love to who i'd love to see compare and i think that you know if you took her if you took her into that almost rough and ready kind of atmosphere i think that she would i think she'd nail it i think that'd be wicked cool well we've got our compare um in in some future episodes you know they'll probably come a little bit ad hoc um we will we'll do the rest of the evening and we'll, we'll total them up but I, i'm i'm happy with that mate nice well that was a lot of fun i think um yeah i think you know it's a, it's a very difficult conversation to have particularly because it's mainly me talking at you uh, for which i apologize but um sorry i love the sound of you <laughs> hopefully that's true and hopefully our listeners do too because um unlike your missus hey, very true very true indeed that was fun
That it was, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I've I've got to say, I've I've not finished an episode yet and gone. Yeah, that was that wasn't fun, uh, which is yeah. a good sign, I think. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, N- another day in school for me. I think it was today, wasn't it, <laughs> mate? It's it's going to be an education for for us both. Um, oh, for God's sake! Sorry, for, forgive me, fiddling. I've, What's up? I've uh, I've got this silicon case for my AirPods, and um, mm. and it's it's the one you always take the piss out of. You know the one. The glow in the dark one. Yeah, glow in the dark one. But <laughs> the one that you hang on your belt buckle. It's broken. Well, it doesn't. It's broken now. It doesn't hang on my belt buckle. But um, actually, you take the mick. But this dropped in. That uh, this came to my aid the other day when it fell um, out my pocket into a puddle. Well, not a puddle, but um, like a some water on the road, basically. And <laughs> so, so uh, hold on, hold on. Not a puddle, but some water on a road. So a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> so a puddle, yeah. It fell into a puddle, but it's still fine. So um, <laughs> not a puddle. That's great. Oh, great. <laughs> Good. Oh, that's brought a smile to my face. Uh, this is going to be a really you... seamless outro, and you're going to keep that, aren't you? Damn it. You d- you describing a puddle as not a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yes, uh, less of my woes, more of the joy of that episode. Mate, I really enjoyed that, and I think there's, there's a lot of people... Um, kind of mentioned in that episode who certainly i think are worthy of a shout out so um if you're listening through just go and check them out i would say go and give them a listen um there's lots of albums and things out there and find their stuff online yeah there's an easy way to do it and i've, I've found it whilst i've been doing my uh homework that fitz gave me it just type in the comedian's name and then just type in comedian afterwards and then straight away if they've got any videos online or any material online it will be the first thing you see on Google. You'll see all the videos that they've posted. Um, so just go and check them out because that you know that's why they they have those videos out there so they can prove their worth. And and my God, the ones that I've looked at so far, they have proven their worth. So I've um, on the subject of your homework actually, um, the comedians comedian podcast which we've mentioned, um, mm. Stu Goldsmith, the guy who runs that very 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 kindly allowed me to do a post on his facebook page and i posted asking for people to um basically recommend some clips for you to go and watch and i've got an army of them and they're brilliant so uh, i shall send oh, amazing yeah i'll send you them over and you have to get cracking because they're really good oh that'll be brilliant well please send on my thanks that i shall be, that'll be wicked Nice. Um, so we, we've obviously got our spotlight today, haven't we? That, um, that we do, mate, yes. For those people that are listening for the first time, every week we have a spotlight on on somebody or an art. Um, at the, they're trying to kind of get started. Um, this week we are focusing on the comic book comic on Instagram. We so, are. A very special um, spotlight slash... I, I kind of like the idea of it being called On The Up as well, but we'll we'll work out. But yeah, um, the spotlight is, is this week a very special one, isn't it? It is, yeah. So uh, the the person behind it is an advocate of the podcast. They they absolutely love it. Um, they send us feedback every week and, and we cherish it. Um, it's both positive and both constructive and we, you know, we are so thankful for it every week. And they have released a an Instagram page every Sunday they are putting through a a, a, a post or a comedy set essentially um, on their Instagram story and then later on it will go on to their their normal feed so go out and have a look go on Instagram and look for the comic books comic it's an animated stand-up set 
and and they are always fantastic aren't they they are mate yeah and um the the comic book comic who we're deliberately not naming uh, just in case they don't want to be kind of publicly named um but it's you know it's a friend of ours it's someone we know it's someone we know is is really supportive of this which is great but also actually uh, i happen to know he's got a really good comic mind and you know he's um really helped me with some jokes he's he's written some absolutely fantastic jokes that he sends me every so often and and uh, yeah he's a, he's a very talented man and i think this um this platform is a really good kind of opportunity for him to to showcase what he does which is cool yeah it's and it's the perfect time so you know it, it's going to take no time out of your day to just pop on instagram search for the comic book comic all one word and uh, you'll you'll see you'll see all of his posts and you'll love him just as much as we do because they are they are cracking yeah damn straight and he's you know he's at the beginning of his comedy journey but um <laughs> Why not get behind a brand new artiste and and give them some love for sure? So yeah. that's a very just nice click, spotlight, mate. It is. Just click follow. Um, you'll only you're only going to get two or three posts in your feed, so it's not going to clog you up. Um, so yeah, have a look and uh, enjoy it. I think is is the easiest way to explain it. You yeah. you will just enjoy it. That you will. That you will. What a lovely what a lovely end to a lovely pod, mate. Isn't it just? Yeah. That that. I feel like that's rounded off lovely. It has. Well, last last thing I would like to say, I guess, is um, do do keep getting in touch. We love hearing from you. Um, do send us an email on commusicianpod at gmail.com or... Oh, get us on the socials at commusicianpod, but also go around to your family's phones, go around to your family's... Uh, you know computers and just hit subscribe on any podcast site that you can possibly think of um just to get to spread the word out there um, yeah the i mean i i didn't really realize how important that actually is but from uh, you know we love doing this and we're going to continue to do it for forever hopefully but um <laughs> no, no pressure uh but but certainly you know in in these troubled times you've got no uh you've got no way of earning money through music anymore i've got no way of earning money through comedy so you know if if we get to a point where we get a few subscribers and advertisers start listening in um you know that would be amazing and it'd be really cool to, to kind of share some love and, and support the pod so subscribing is the best way to do that it is and it will cost you nothing but it will cost it will give us a lot nice it will cost you nothing but it will cost us no no that's not how it works um, <laughs> <laughs> it will cost you nothing and it will bring us joy there we go that that it will that's what i was trying to say lovely very good cool nice well to you my friend have a lovely week and to you dear listeners also also have a fabulous week and we will see you next week that we will adios adios thank you for listening